We need this money back, kid. We got the money and then some cash. What? Real money. Real money? Money is the answer. Money? Yes! Money. Money. The game everyone plays, but few win. Extracting the knowledge from the top 1%. Extracting the knowledge. And teaching you the ever-changing rules of play. It's time. Welcome back to the money game. We got a special guest, Eric McNeil. How you doing, brother? I'm doing great, man. Thanks so much for having me. Dude, it's a privilege, man. Uh, the the blessings of the modern society has brought us together today. Instagram. Love it, man. That's that's where the majority of my deals and relationships come from, honestly, have all been like Instagram. Dude, and that says a lot. It's interesting because it really is. I, I'm sure you've heard of this, and obviously, you know, you you do a lot of expertise in personal branding, but it's the first thing somebody does when they see you dating app, LinkedIn, wherever, it always comes back to Instagram to do like a fact check. Mm-hmm, totally. Oh, 100%. And then not only the pictures that you post, but the pictures you're tagged in. Because you're only going to put the flattering stuff. That's true. You can't control what people are tagging you in. <laughs> it is It is funny. I've definitely, I've definitely seen where I've gone into what they're tagged in. And you can see that everything's been, you know, people don't allow certain mm-hmm. things. And you're like, okay, there, there's a whole nother life to this person yeah, exactly. <laughs> when they're editing what's being allowed to be tagged in. Yeah. Well, dude, uh, we're grateful to have you and your expertise. And so we want to jump in uh, and just get fire in. Uh, you know, first things first, obviously, dude, you've built an incredible social media rapport. And that's how I found you. You've built a couple successful businesses. I know you're big in the Amazon space. You started financial planning. So kind of before we dive into some of those things, I'd love to just, you're a young guy. I don't know. Did you come from an environment that was super, super entrepreneurial, financially literate, or like what has led you to just igniting this fire in you? That's a great question. Um, so my dad, yes, is an entrepreneur. Um, uh, he, since he was like 18, started his like landscaping company. To, he started as like just something where he can make a little bit of money. Then it turned into like kind of helping su- supplement his family and then got married. And he's like, well, this is all I really know. I'm just going to keep doing it. And it's been like 40 years. Right. It's like, that's all he knows. Um, on the financial literacy. Um, I mean, none of, no one in my family, myself included, like we didn't go and graduate college. Um, I did a couple of classes. I knew right away that I wanted to do financial planning So I just went, I took a few finance classes and then went immediately into licensing. I didn't worry about taking like anatomy and English and all that crap just to go get a finance degree. Right. Um, Totally. And I want to ask too, because I think, so I hire a lot of kids out of colleges mm -hmm. and a ton of them are finance majors. Mm -hmm. And I would say probably 80% of the end goal is to be a financial planner or advisor or in that space where you need your series six, series seven anyway, but that's really all you actually need. Right. How did you jump that gap? Or maybe was it just, if your parents weren't super academics, was it easy for you to like, Hey, I don't need the degree. I can just go forget the licensing and get run it. Yeah. I I've always had like this, I guess like chip you could say, and like wanting to prove to myself and others, like you don't need what society tells you you need. Um, And I think it kind of started like with me, like in sports, like just outperforming and being able to get like B 
be named captain or like go on the all-star team and like go travel and like do those things and being recognized for like high level of output. Mm-hmm. Um, and then have that translated into sales jobs. So then I'd have like commission jobs and to see that, like, cause I've had jobs where I would work harder than you, but we both got the same paycheck. And I was like, nah, I can't do that. Got into commission and sales. And I was like, nice. Like now everyone here knows that I'm better than them. Like, <laughs> you know, like jokes aside, but it's like, you be able to get like some recognition for the hard work. And then, um, I, I like school, but it was that same thing I just mentioned. Like it just, I wish school was built. Like, let's say you had to have a certain amount of credit hours, go get what's relevant. If you know mm-hmm. what you want to get, like, just go do those things and go learn. So like, I spent a ton of time on YouTube, um, ton of time just at work. So like I worked in wealth management at the banks and I think what finally turned me off was I was just factually, like new, like numerically, I was ranked number one. I was like the best one in the company at what I was doing for three straight years. And I was like, hey, I want to go be a financial advisor. And they're like, we really like you. You're doing way better than everyone else, but you don't have a degree. So we can't hire you. And like literally, and I was in school when that happened. I was like, dude, guys, I'm like two years away. Like I'll be able to get it. And they're like, you have to have a degree. And I was like, how do you know that, that guy will be better than me? Well, he has a degree. And I was like, I'm going to, and like, I literally told him when I left, I was like, I'm going to prove to you that I can be a financial advisor without a degree. And I left I the it. company, went, became a financial advisor, finally found somebody who's willing to take that risk of like hiring someone without a degree to go be an advisor. Um, and that's where it got started. And then once I started doing well in that role, I was like, okay, the next pivot is to do it on my own. Left, started my own finance firm. Um, yeah, man. And the rest is history. It's been great. It's like people ask all the time, like, you know, do you have your degree or do you have your CFP? Right. Cause that's the other big one is yeah. you have to have a CFP in order to have a CFP, you have to have a degree. And I was like, dang, I'll never have a CFP without my degree. And my whole goal, my end goal is to work with athletes and to be on the NFL PA, you have to have a CFP. And mm. so I was like, okay, I'm going to prove that I can have a pool of athlete clients without my CFP. And here we are. That's awesome. I love it. And I, I have an interesting, so I also, I I was in school, same thing going through sales. You've start to realize like, dude, you can turbocharge your success so much faster and everything that you learn can actually be applicable where, Mm -hmm. So much as school, I'm hiring kids with degrees all the time. I have a ton of kids with master's degrees that work for me. They still, and these are kids with finance degrees, general business management. They know nothing about money. They know nothing about business. They come out, they basically know how to run QuickBooks, you know how to run some Excel sheets. They know how to run some like super macro business, corporate accounting, corporate finance calculations. That's really not that relevant to anybody not working at Maryland Lynch. Yeah. Um, but I think it's interesting. Obviously, you took the same route. Now, when you're hiring, as you've built your own route, like, are you looking for people? How are you testing people? I like that. I put, dude, I put everyone in an opportunity that wants to grow. So, like, I, I kind of made a comment about this on in my Discord community. We had a, a Zoom call on my, say, Tuesday, yesterday. 
Mm-hmm. And I was telling them, like, if you want to come work for me just to have like a job, you will be grossly underpaid because that's not the value. Like I'm not like I, I told all my I have a couple of assistants in this next room over like I pay them enough to pay their bills to where like you're not stressed, but I don't pay you enough to where you're uncomfortable and you have to go kill like you have to you eat what you kill right so you Mm -hmm. have like a base salary that's good enough and then if you want the lavish life like go to work and i'll teach you everything so it's like a mentorship opportunity like i'm going to teach you how to grow how to do these things and the best thing that you can tell me is hey i've learned enough i'm ready to do this on my own and then you leave like that's the best thing that could happen for me is like my assistants like just up and leave to go start their own thing that's how i know i did a good job Dude, I, I love that you have that mentality because I've often felt that that's a like a missing element in a lot of young business owners, especially like in the sales space. It's kind of like you can't do it without me. Come here, I'll teach you. But it's sometimes people they think it's like this. I don't know, like a breach of trust or something to leave and yeah. go try a new venture. But it's like if you're really good at what you do. Some of like my most prideful moments is, dude, somebody taking what they had here and then reaching back out to me and saying, dude, I dominated this next opportunity that I had because of some of the things that I learned from you. Oh, hundred percent. And then all you say is like, okay, give me like two minutes. Let me get my camera. Can we repeat that? Like, <laughs> let me get the testimonials. Like, dude, that is such a flex. Like that is so much more powerful showing that you took someone, helped them make their first M. And now they can like, now they can go help the next generation. You build that up. And now you say, okay, guys, I'm doing this for the next 10 people who wants to come join my team. Cause then you get a bunch of hungry kids. They help yep. you make some money. You build them up. They go and then you get the next person. Like, bro, it's about just making this, making everything better, like creating opportunities, right? If you co if you have a coach and if a coach ever gets offended that you leave, man, they are not a coach. They just, they're, they're money hungry. Yeah. Like it should be a compliment that you're leaving. It means I they like did their job. Yeah. No, you should graduate. You should go to the next stage, right? It's like yeah. if you go play D1 sports, like, dude, people go to those programs because players have elevated to the next division, yes. to the pros. Yep. And it's like, dude, if they are freshmen one and done, like even better, right? That's why Kentucky yeah. gets loaded with five stars every year. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, dude, I, I love some of your mentality. I want to just pivot a little into some financial stuff. Obviously, you've built a whole career looking at people's personal finances, you've helped tons and tons of people. You've taught people how to do this. I think this is probably one of the biggest issues in America today is just the everyday person's inability to completely understand anything about finances, like yep. their homes. I mean, do you know it? Like people are living paycheck to paycheck, their mentality's mixed on it, their skill set's mixed on it. When you're meeting with people and you're sitting down and you've built a career this, what are some of the principles that you've just kind of started to ingrain with you of, you know, you're making this, you spend this, you invest this, what's kind of your strategy? Yeah, I love that. And it's so funny because you've kind of made a comment. I hear it all the time. And you and I chat about a friend of yours who deals with like the ultra high net worth. Right. And I get a lot of people approach me like, Hey, look, I know I probably don't make a lot of money. I probably don't meet your minimums or probably right. And like, that's a big thing. And yes, I do have minimums on like the money management because obviously like taking account like what's worth you know not saying that yeah, you're not worth really- it but it's like bro that's where you spend your time right totally but on financial planning i'm not kidding that doesn't matter income that does not matter to me 
it's how disciplined and how coachable are you? Because I'm going to present a plan to you. And if you follow it, I know that you will be successful. And if you don't follow it, you wasted both of our times, right? So that's why I typically like, I'll just charge a planning fee. I don't care if you're worth a hundred million or if you're worth 50,000, everyone pays a planning fee. I build the planning fee. I'm sorry, build the plan. And then I present the opportunities to you. So now it's up to you to take action on it. And so, and, and like one of my, my favorite things, man, like I kid you not, this is like, this would probably go down as like my favorite, like couple that I've ever worked with. And he was not working. He was almost done with college. He's like, Hey, look, I know we're hitting you up a little bit premature. Same thing. I just don't know if we have enough. I'm like, dude, don't sweat it. Like, are you going to listen? They're like hundred percent. I was like, okay, let's do it. His wife was working. He was not. And he was like, I'll graduate in three months. We good. We built the plan, put some things in place. And three months later, he graduates, gets a job. His wife gets a raise. And then like two months after that, his wife gets another raise. And now their household income went from like 40K to like 110K. And so like, I was like able to like be a part of that process. And I'm like, dude, like that 100K range is like where I deal with a lot of families. Like you're no longer like entry level client for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, obviously I didn't say that. That's demeaning but they 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 graduated from that stepping stone and then i showed them and i'm like guys you're so young you got started so early and you're already contributing like 20 percent of your income and you're like comfortable with it and now you're making an extra like 60k from when we started and they're like dude let's we don't need any of it like we're young we're here like we don't need more money so like now they're contributing like 40 or 50 percent of their income towards wealth building and they will both be able to replace, they can replace their current income of a hundred thousand a year by the time they're 35, they could step wow. away from work and not, not make any more money. They can chill at a hundred grand a year, live the same life for the next 15 or 20 years. And they can step away if they want to, they don't they won't, but they, yeah. if they wanted to, they could step away and make 120 grand for the rest of their life and not run out of money. And see that that's the stuff I feel like a lot of people don't realize. And I, I completely agree with that. I sit down with people all the time and it's like, dude, and even people making more than that, 150, 200. And they're like, oh, you know, like, dude, there's, it's not like anything I invest is really going to make that much of a difference. And right. I'm sure obviously you deal with this all the time, but it's like, it's crazy. I love what you said, just discipline and, and being coachable. Because mm-hmm. Something somebody told me one time, like building wealth, it's, it's simple. It's just not easy. Yeah. And it's like, dude, the the principles relatively, right. Are simple. Once you have the right team in place and you understand, you know, you have to save a certain amount and you got to put it into stuff that's growing or appreciating and you're earning interest versus paying interest. Mm -hmm. But it's not easy to chip out of your check every single month or chip out of, you know, I could use this to go level up my car or go level up my house or level up whatever when the raise comes. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, obviously for you, as you've scaled up, obviously you weren't always at this level. Right. What are some of your personal principles? You know, when Eric's level hits a new, new opportunity, there's, there's new income available. There's new profit cuts. There's new dividends coming out of the company. What's kind of your methodology? What are you doing first? Where, how are you looking at new funds? That's also a great question. Everything that I do. And I tell everybody this because I'm sure you get the same thing. Hey, I have 10 K that I can invest right now. I got five K I can invest right now. Like 
what's the best stock? Where's the best place to put your money? I'm like, bro, like if I'm being honest, that's not going to supplement your retirement. Go invest in you. Go invest in your image. Go invest in your sales ability. Go invest, like put money into things that are going to bring you more confidence and like, and learn trades. Like, again, I talked about this in our, in our premium group. Um, I talked about guys, everything that I'm at right now today started with, I had like the whole story starts where I had maybe like 10 bucks to my name. And this was 10 years ago. And as you fast forward, like I finally go through the banking model. I started to learn, I'm making a decent money, but like, same thing. I was in a paycheck to paycheck. Like I maybe had like 1500 bucks in the bank account, which is good because I knew I was having a check coming in. Right. But it obviously mm-hmm. is scary. Like I had to have money coming in and me and my little brother were like, dude, we're sick of this. Like, how can we get ahead? How are these people like making it in life? And it's not investing a thousand bucks into Tesla. Like, yeah, even if it's five X cool, that's five grand. Now what? Right. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have 2K to pay for a men- for its mentorship, but I had a credit card that had a 2K limit. <laughs> so I used my credit card with money I didn't have to invest in myself. And I bought a course to learn how to do Facebook advertising. I just wanted to learn ads. And I knew that I could figure something out with that. If I can get in front of people, I knew how to make it happen. And I learned all the principles. And then in the mentorship, realized that you need money for ad spend. (laughs) So I was like, great. I learned everything, but I don't have the money to keep going. And so that's all I did. I was like, okay, I can learn how to market. And I got like the money in the bank. Now, if I can spend like 500 bucks, I can start to get in front of people. And so it was scary, man. It was super scary. But I was like, I know what I'm doing because I spent the time and money to invest in myself. And I went and did it and I've built myself to the company I have today from a $2,000 investment. And along the way, I've hired coaches for 25K, 50K, another 15K. And then I go to events where I spend 10K to go into the event. So like it starts small, even like going to go when I was a financial advisor, like the first thing I did was I went and I got two suits for a thousand bucks. And then I spent the extra hundred dollars to get them like tailored. Right. So I can like look yep. presentable. I went and got like a nicer pen. So like I started investing into me because that's the, where I was going to get the best re- and quickest return was investing in myself. So to answer your question, right. When new money comes out, I hire more coaches. So mm-hmm. if you don't, if you go to hire a coach and they don't have a coach, that is the biggest red flag. I promise you, like we're just talking about Alex Ramosi off air. I promise you he has a coach or a mentor. Yeah. Like I know he talks about it all the time too. Exactly. Right. Like I know for a fact, the biggest people, even uh, Warren Buffett, like I'm friends with his money manager, like Buffett, like the richest man of the world, right. Is like, he has money managers. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So like even fitness coaches have fitness coaches. I'm a financial planner. I have a financial planner. Like it's just the whole thing where like the plumber has a leaky, leaky sink in his own house. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, you yeah, have to have coaches for accountability. No, I, there's, there's so many things you said. I agree with so wholeheartedly. Um, I was, I was writing down some notes. Hey, first, first thing I want to touch on is it, you know, first thing reinvest in yourself and develop yourself. Cause you said you and I both get, I get this question 
all the time. Dude, I got 10,000 bucks. I got 5,000 bucks. I've got 15, 20, 50,000 bucks. What what should I do? And it's like, dude, go invest in your own ability to make that decision. And so at the next point you have 20, 50, 30, 50, or whatever the number is, if you have an opportunity that that amount correlates to, you're not asking me how to do it or what to do that your knowledge is sufficient that you're going and finding and paying the right people to execute. Like, and until you're in a position to execute, like you are in a position to execute, spend money on yourself learning. And it's the same reason it's like, dude, that's, that's the whole idea behind college, right? It's like, (laughs) take out a hundred thousand, whatever it costs to go to school these days and hope and pray that four years later, you're sufficient for the workforce. <laughs> so like, true, man. Some oh, people so won't spend 10 bucks on a book. Yeah. You know how much like crazy, unbelievable information's out there? Like even just podcasts. Like I know you and I were talking off air, dude, I've learned so much uh, of people's free stuff that then I've gone like almost at a goodwill, even knowing their business platform that that's like the same stuff in their coursework that I've then paid thousands of dollars to speak with them personally, just because I'm so enamored and infatuated with the way that they educate. (laughs) Yes. And so what you just said is I'm sure we'll dive into it later, but that right there is probably like my number one key piece of advice that I give every single client is your free stuff is better than their paid stuff. So if Mm. you want to compete in business, you have to give out what they're charging their courses. You have to be able to give that for free. And if you're not confident in that, you need to improve your, your process and you probably shouldn't be taking money in the first place. I love that. And so like in it, this last week, I posted to my community, I say, guys, this week, your goal is to post a reel, giving out free advice and tag me and I'll repost it. I'll give you some feedback, but this week give out free advice. And like everyone started doing it and they start getting a flood of people to come work with them. Like I use this all the time with like fitness too. Show people your workouts, show people what to eat, show people the cardio, like literally the three things that you're going to like, that they're going to pay you for. Mm -hmm. Show them exactly what to do. And obviously you tailor it when they pay you, but show them, tell them like foods and stuff like, Hey guys, if you want to do this on your own, you don't have the time or money to like pay a coach. If you can't pay a coach for it, like at least follow this. Yeah. This is like a simple guideline. Even like Christian Guzman, like he like posted a video on how to calculate your own macros, right? It's like, there's like all these little things that you can do. And the funniest thing about it is that if you get it for free, you stop doing it because people pay to pay attention and you need accountability. And so where are they going to go when that fails? Probably the person who gave them the free advice. So they're like, hey, you know what? I saw that you posted this. It worked for a little bit. I kind of fell off the wagon. I would love some more handholding. What do you charge? Mm. And at that point in time, it doesn't matter what you charge. It's like, I need you. I know it works. I'm willing to pay it. Let's hear it. Like, sell me. I'm ready. I like that. And you see that. It's so true. It's like you put the information out enough so people obviously see you're the expert. And then at the end of the day, the, mo- the reason most people are hiring is it's like, dude, you, you need help executing. And information means nothing. Ideas are a dime a dozen. Like the only thing you get paid for in the marketplace is what you can execute on. Yep. You can know all the workouts. You can know the diet. You can know everything. But it's like, dude, it, if you don't get in the gym and freaking burn calories every day and then actually eat the shit, like it doesn't matter. 
Yep. Plain and simple. I love it. Well, dude, obviously in your space, I know we talked about this a little bit as well. And I think this is something that's really important. A lot of people also ask me about, um, whether it's accountants or the people to go into business with, you've been a financial advisor, you've handled people's money, which is probably maybe the most taboo or another way that's probably people's most risky thing is like, okay, I have this amount of money. I'm going to hand it over to somebody. There's a huge environment of trust that's needed for that to be taken place. And it's obviously a huge responsibility to be a steward of somebody's finances. Sure. And as you've built partnerships, been the person that people come to with their money, how are you assessing who you play with? Cause I think this is a really big thing. Like how should people be basically interviewing and finding the right financial advisor or, how should they be knowing who should, who they should go into business with? Right. So what it comes down to is not the degree, not the letters, right? The CFP and stuff like that. Although those are extremely valuable. If that if that matters to you and it resonates with you, then do it, right? By all means. Um, but at the end of the day, like schedule a lot of meetings, like meet with a few planners and review their strategy and get behind the strategy. So if you can get behind who the person is, you guys can get along. They're easy to communicate with. Um, at the end of the day, like almost all financial planners are using like the same stuff. Like we, like there's like three main financial planning softwares that like almost everybody uses. Um, everyone's going to get you insurance. You have to have insurance. It's, it's probably one of the most tactical things that you can do. And like one of the smartest things is not self-fund your retirement, like actually have a pool of money that you can leave to your kids tax-free. Like that's very yeah. important. And then they're going to talk to you about how to grow your money. And then they're going to ask you a series of questions. Like, are you comfortable with risk? If so, I'll go aggressive. If not, we'll go conservative, right? Like it's very, very, very basic. So now it's like, go interview people and who you can get along with and get behind, right? So when I talk to people, I'm like, look, I'll present you like our macro view of how we assess clients. And it's three steps. Um, um, protect, build wealth, get out of debt, plain and simple. And when I work with athletes, if you're in your current contract, the goal by the end of your contract is to have zero debt. So if you don't get re-signed, you at least have a pool of funds with no debt. Like we can always make money, but it's hard to kind of like get out from underneath it. But with my clients, right, if you're like in a career, we put debt last, mm. not because it's the least important, but simply because we found that like, if you play offense first, it's easier to play defense next, right? So if you're like running a marathon or you're running sprints, you focus on the goal, like you're running, you're not scared. Am I going to fall? Am I going to fall with every single step, right? Like playing yeah. defense, you play offense, right? And so when I have my clients... Um, we usually, we ask everybody to work with 20% of their income, not that they have to, that's what we want to push for. Right. Yeah. The average American works with three to five and the, the acronym that, you know, you may be familiar with that your viewers have to be familiar with is fire F I R E financially independent, retire early. That is a pool of funds that can replace your income. If you make hundred grand a year, that needs to be 2.5 million. Because 2.5, 4% of that is 100,000. We know that your money can grow um, in over a period of time, right? The S&P has been at 8% since inception. So if you can live off of 4%, you won't run out of money, right? And like, yeah, there's mm -hmm. more strategies that go into that. But the very basic one is shoot for that 25 times your current income. And that's your pool of funds that you need to 
get to to live off of, right? And so what I'm saying is, if you can have at least one year of income working for you, you make 100 grand. If you have 100K working for you, and then you start to get out of debt, if your AC unit goes out, that's 8K. You don't have to go to the bank to go do that. You can pull it from your own reserves and pay yourself back. But if you paid off all your debt and you didn't pay any offense, and then your AC unit goes out and you got two grand in the bank, you had to go back into debt. Yep. Plain and simple, right? And so that's where I'm like, look, build your wealth, get at least a year working for you, and then attack your debt, get out of debt. And now you live off the infinite banking model. You pull money from your own reserves for the rest of your life. You never have to go into debt. No, I, I like that ton. I think maybe surprisingly, but I know to you and I or anybody, I think that's in, especially in entrepreneurism, you, you, you almost can't even be successful until you level up your financial literacy, but everybody in W2 or some 1099 or just starting out, like this is such good information. So for anybody who's listening to like, if any of that didn't hit the mark or it was outside your knowledge base, you definitely should do some research. You should go Google some of that stuff because that's really what it comes down to learning. I mean, you already said once in this interview, you didn't have the resource. Like you just got on YouTube. Like there's so much information in podcasts and books and YouTube. Every time you hear something that intrigues you, like, dude, my like first thing is I love to read. So I'll literally just go look up my favorite authors and just dig in to whatever the topic base is. Um, That's huge. I love that. Like, I think just researching, researching, like anything that is interesting to you, like research it and, and start to like treat Instagram, like stop scrolling for entertainment. Mm -hmm. Like you need to like, you need to like look at content, like with the intention to like consume that information. And the more you start searching those things, the more you're going to have those things pop up. So now like Ryan Pineda, Alex Ramosi, like Grant Cardone, Gary Vee, like their reels just always pop up on my stuff because that's what I'm actively consuming. So when I create content, I'm creating content to compete with what they're doing. Like if they're doing trendy and something's working, I'm going to use same stuff, but put on my opinion of it. Right. And so like, if that's what, if I'm an entrepreneur and I'm looking at Instagram, like just for like mindlessness, 15, 20 minutes won't kill you. But like, if you're, it has a never ending scroll and you're just scrolling to scroll and be entertained, like, man, it's time to grow up. Like you will not be successful in business doing that. Like there's so much free knowledge to level up on IG and TikTok that like you are grossly missing the mark if that's what you're doing. Dude, I I honestly couldn't even agree more. And I think I actually will sit down with reps who are struggling and look at their battery. You know how your iPhone shows (laughs) how much time, because it's people so vastly underestimate how much time they spend all throughout the day, just numbing themselves. Yeah. And that, that's really what it becomes. It's just numbing. It's, hey, instead of dealing with whatever's going on, it, unless you mute accounts and you specifically follow stuff for content, it's not like, I mean, like you said, 15 minutes isn't bad. The problem is, is nobody spends 15 minutes. No, it never happens. <laughs> Instagram's either like a super tool or it's a super killer. Like yeah. I've never seen anybody kind of play in the middle. Right. No, it's hard, man. Like, in, in I, and it's funny because I'll say that like, I, I fall into that trap sometimes. It's easy to, oh, it's all so the time. easy. I'll especially just delete like it because I just can't it. do it. <laughs> Cause especially once you get into like the real section, it doesn't end. 
and there's no lapse. So it's like immediately plays. And so it immediately grabs your attention. So if you're not careful, especially if you say, Oh, just one more, just one more, like it won't end. It's a rabbit hole. Like you just can't get out of. Right. So like setting alarms or like having, having like the discipline of like, I'm going to go in and look at this. Like, this is what I want to try to find. And then like, in 10 minutes, I got to bounce 15 minutes. I got to do this. Like give yourself time. Like, and I even schedule it in my phone, like every day from 12 to one, I, I do social media. And like, so that way I'm like, okay, I got an hour to like post, 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 do all my things, do some outreach, get some content. And then I'm like, I got like 20 minutes left. Like, all right, let's check out some fantasy football updates. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like now I yeah, can like yeah. have a little bit of my time, but it's like, it's calculated, right? Like I have an hour to do it. So it's like, it's not just time missed or spent. It's like, I scheduled that. So I'm it's okay deliberate. It. Yeah, exactly. It's on purpose. And I, I think just with anything, even just, especially to the finances, right? I think all that stuff correlates in. So the more deliberate you are, you can have a ton of fun. The more deliberate you are with your finances, it doesn't mean that you can't have the toys, the houses, all, all the, the watches, whatever it is that, you know, gets you going. But it just means that if you do it in the right order, like, dude, you can do it without messing up or without freaking ruining your family's future. Or if something hits the fan, that it's not dependent on that income that you spend. Totally. Um, kind of just in closing, uh, last thing I, I know, uh, everybody loves to talk about talking about toys, bells and whistles. We know, uh, you're part of the Lambo club. <laughs> That's right. All my Lambros, <laughs> the Lambros with a Urus. Um, for you, I, this is an interesting question, right? I think for you going into a car of that level, like I think at any income level, it's something I always am always intrigued, right? Like, has that been something where has it raised your vision of like where you go with your business? Has it created connections or is it just like, dude, are you, are you purely the car guy? Dude, all the above. So, and it's funny, I'm Love not it. a massive, uh, car enthusiast i started to like as i started like getting introduced to the circle but there's just so many guys that just like they appreciate the yeah. vehicle so much more than i do um don't get me wrong i love it right and i know a lot about them i research them before i make a purchase but for me it's a few things it's 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 to myself it's not mm. like the whole keep up with the joneses get into the circles like yeah those are like the caveats to it but Bro, like having that conversation with yourself, like Eric, like, dude, like nice work. Like, go do that. You, you deserve this. And if that scares you to buy it, you got to level up. Like you need to be in these categories, like waking up, like going out, dude, even like on my last mentorship, uh, I'm sorry, my mastermind, I rented a yacht for the day and I flew everybody out to Miami to go for that mastermind. And that was my first event. So like my mentor is like, yeah, let's do something here local in Utah. I was like, nah, I was like, everyone knows me as like this guy. Like I have to go do this. Like if it like here, a local one, that's easy. It doesn't scare me. Like I'm not Mm -hmm. out of my comfort zone in the slightest, but I'm going to have a 10 K ticket offer to get everybody out to Miami and I got to go like spend 50 on the yacht and I got to go spend like 150 on speakers and then the venue and the food and the flights. Like yeah. that scares me. I have to deliver. I'm like, dope, dude. Like that's where I do my best is when I have to do something. Um, but then for the cars, there's also levels. Um, mm-hmm. So when I started to like, my company started to pick up, 
I had like a BMW like five series at the time, which is still a great car. It's, it's a great car, of course. Um, but I was like, okay, dope. Like I'm in this BMW, I'm getting some movement. I'm like, I just moved to Utah. I need to make a splash. Like I need to let people know like daddy's home. Right. (laughs) And so I went, I, and that's where I bought the McLaren. And so I flew to Beverly Hills got a picture of me with the car and they're going to like send it over to my house. It'd take four days. I posted about the McLaren on Instagram and between the day that I purchased it and the day it got delivered, it took four days. Mm-hmm. I made more money. I paid, I more than paid for the McLaren in four days That's because awesome. I posted the McLaren. Everyone was like, dude, what are you doing? How did you do this? Like you, there's just certain things that you just can't fake, right? Like yeah. you can go buy like fake designer, fake this, fake that. You can fake followers. You can rent stuff. Like you just, you just can't fake certain things. Right. Mm-hmm. And so once that happened, like business really started to explode. People are like, okay, proof of concept, right? Like we just kind of chatted about. Yeah. And then I started getting into communities. I started getting into the car communities. Right. And then I was like, okay, I'm making more moves. Like what's the next level. Right. And I was like, okay, like the epitome of cars is like Lamborghini. And I was like, I don't want a hurricane like everybody else. I got to go get that, (laughs) the big boy weight. Right. And so, and it was 6,000 pounds and it was actually super funny. Like I knew I wanted to get it, but it was kind of like, like a lucid dream. Um, I was actually, I, I was under contract for a house. I wanted to buy real estate. And they said that they weren't going to be able to close it before the deadline. So I could like use the tax benefits and like literally like in 24 hours, I was sitting with my accountant and it was like mid December. And like, we just started looking online. I'm like, how much does Euros weigh? He's like a little over 6,000 pounds, Mike. You're like done. House fell through. Let's go buy the Urus. <laughs> so like we hurried and bought. We know we can Urus. depreciate that right away. <laughs> and dude, and then like got the car delivered like right before the end of the year is perfect, right? And so, and then just it just opens opportunities, man. And and I know you said we're kind of wrapping up. Here's yep. the biggest thing, bro. If you're not going to give back with the blessing that you were given to succeed, you do not deserve it at all. And like, I never wish ill on anybody. I want everybody to eat, but if that's not you, you know, respectfully, I want you to eat, just not at my table. Right. Like I love that you bro. And like, that's a, that's everything we did. When I got the McLaren, somebody from IG was like, Hey, I got it. You can look up the story. Um, it's like in my IG and like, it's in like all my courses and stuff. Mm-hmm. There's this kid who was a senior and he graduated in two weeks and he got like really sick when he was like 12. He lost all of his motor skills. He can't talk. He can't walk. He can't do anything. He's just in a wheelchair. And my buddy was like, dude, he loves cars. Can you take him for a ride in the McLaren? I was like, dude, absolutely. Drove out, took him to lunch. It was like a great time. Like all of his friends came out and saw him in the car. It was like a really cool thing. And then when I bought the Lamborghini, literally the second it got delivered, I told my wife, I was like, dude, you know who would like really enjoy this is Noah. And so I reached back out to the kid. I was like, Hey, can That's we set awesome. something up to like go take Noah for a cruise? Went and picked him up. And then again, like just went through the Canyon and like took him for a ride. I'm like, bro, if you can't like impart what you've been given, you don't deserve it because like, dude, we're all, we're all nothing on this planet, right? No one's better yep. than anybody. We're all equals. 
And if you happen to get a little bit of success and it gets to your head thinking you're above anybody, you're going to have a rude awakening and you're going to fall quick. Dude, I, I love that. And I think I wish we could get that message just that last 45 seconds out to every single person in the world because there's such a such a misconception. Um, you know, I, I don't think a ton of people, but there is a group of people in the, in the normal population where they see those things, you're like, ah, oh, like that guy, them and their stuff, them in their house, them in their car. But it's like, dude, there, there is so many people like yourself that amassing high levels of self-sufficiency is really just a way. And then now a resource, like you can't help people if you don't have, you can't give experiences to people that you don't have control over. You can't go give aid and donate and you, you can't give skills that you don't have either. Like until you reach new levels, like you can't do things for other people. Right. No, I totally agree. I think it's just so funny. Like you mentioned earlier, it's like money's a little bit taboo and it's unfortunate, but mm -hmm. it should be talked about more. And if you don't got enough or you're not coming, like dude, newsflash, no one has enough. Like <laughs> I know you talked about like your successes, like in real estate and I won't dive too much into it, but I, I guarantee you thought X amount was going to be enough. You hit it and you're like, mm, maybe this will yep. feel better. And it didn't, and it didn't, and it didn't. And then once you start saying, okay, once I can give back, once I can invest, once my passive income hits, now it's starting to become more relevant. Now you're starting to touch on things that actually matter and mm -hmm. income is never it. So I think if we, as like a population, like talk a little bit more about money, like, Hey, look, maybe, maybe you're a little bit sensitive. Maybe you're embarrassed, right? Mm -hmm. It's fine. Hey, look, you know what, man? Like, I see where you're at. Like, I don't really want to divulge like how much I'm making, but like, I'm not happy. Like, what, what can I do? I got a little bit of money here. I'm making, you know, X amount. I'm just not satisfied. What can I do? And then just go talk to people who are, who have been where you've been, where you want to go or at where you want to go, or I've done what you want to do. You, you see what I'm saying? Like all those totally. things you want to have, ask them and then pay them that value. Like if you have a little bit of money, don't ask them, Hey, can I buy you Chipotle and pick your brain for two hours? Like, dude, you're talking to a multimillionaire to give you all this value. They can afford their own burrito. Yeah. And how much money they make per hour, like for you to take that time in exchange for a burrito, like isn't adding value to them. It's just asking. So if you're just like, Hey, do you have a mentorship program? No, I don't. What will it take for me? Like I can quit right now. I will go work for you for free. Like, please teach me. Mm -hmm. Or if you don't, if you can't, can you please introduce me to somebody who can, or is there a course or a book I can read or do like, dude, just like go learn, like go learn and spend as much money as you can on yourself because you're a real estate guy. And I like to think that I'm one of the best real estate developers there are. And it's because I focus on the real estate right here between the ears, man. Love it. I only help people work on their minds. Right. And this is mm -hmm. the most valuable piece of real estate you could ever own is your own mind. Totally. Dude, it's been amazing. There's a ton of nuggets in this. Uh, for anybody that is, you should definitely take notes, run it back, listen to this. Eric's dropping a ton, a ton of really high level stuff. And he also is giving out so much information on business, on investing, on mentality. That's what this guy does for a living and what has attributed to his success 
Eric, where can people continue to follow you? Where's the best places to stay in touch with your stuff? Yeah. So obviously that my biggest, like the platform I spend the most time on is Instagram at the moment. So it's just Eric E R I C underscore McNeil M C N E I L. Um, I do a lot of community building. So my whole thing is turn your contacts into contracts, right? Mm. Like don't worry about how many followers you can get. Just build you get that trademark, right? Base. I wish man. I hope <laughs> one day. Um, right. And so I have my own discord community. I think we have like seven, 800 people in there in the free version. Even if you join the free version, there's at least there's $1,200 worth of books that I've downloaded for you that you can just have. Um, so immediately you get free ROI. And then I obviously have a paid community. It's 200 bucks a month. And every month we do giveaways every week. We have zoom calls every day. We have chats. Like I, I try to all the money that I make from it because it's just like a little secondary income. Every dollar I make from it, I just put back into it. I hire speakers. I hire people to come in on the Zoom calls. We do events, stuff like that. So it's all about a community for people mm-hmm. to go network and ask questions. So those are the biggest places, man. IG and then uh, inside of that are all my funnels. And you can just go find me in my Discord community and would love to invite all of your followers, yourself included, to come join it. Absolutely, man. Well, we super appreciate you hopping on, dude. This has been super insightful. Until next time, guys, we'll catch you on The Money Game. You've been listening to The Money Game. But we all love money. Helping you level up and take control. It's a lot of money, baby. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on social media. Real money. Real money. Money is the answer. Y'all be cool. And we'll see you next time on The Money Game. Money. Money. Yes! Yes!